0: Welcome, Marvelites, back to this week's episode of the MCU Exchange Podcast. Sadly, Aaron cannot join us this week, so I'm going to take over hosting duties. Joining me, of course, is Charles. What's up? And we're just going to jump right into the biggest stories of the week. Let's start off. We finally, finally have a release date for WandaVision, and it's in 2021. Uh, early in January, we will finally get to see WandaVision, and we got some details. But before we jump into the details, Charles, what do you think of the reveal that it is going to be in
1: 2021? I mean, I'm kind of relieved that we can finally put all the guessing and speculation to rest, because, like, at some point, I was feeling really, really super, I guess, tiring. Like, Mm -hmm. is it coming out Thanksgiving? Is it, like, on Christmas Day or whatever? Now, at least we know it's, um, not too too far off, January 15th. You know, it's, it's only it's only going to be a couple of a couple of weeks, but it is kind of exciting that we finally have a date. And twenty twenty one, I guess, will usher in the year we finally have an MCU property since I guess twenty twenty is officially MCU devoid it's devoid of anything MCU. So it, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's nice to know. I'm I'm glad it's not too far, and I'm just I'm just happy that all the guessing has to end.
0: i'm there with you because it it was such a back and forth who's right and what info is it thanksgiving christmas is it going to air while mandalorian is airing it's been a crazy year especially with all these delays and it's good to have a date especially with disney plus to finally come out the interesting with that 2020 is the first year without an mcu film so the only marvel related content we have is pretty much inofficially hellstrom and well agents of shield finale
1: <laughs> i mean <laughs> both
0: shows <laughs>
1: kinda, i kind of you know pass on but yeah. I, I i'll take i guess it, it's not as um i think for the past ten years the m c u has pretty much dominated the uh the box office and like we always talk about fatigue, but i think this year of not having any m c u content is actually very very um, beneficial because people are just so hungry and yep. because of that the MC was going to return with such a bang because you know we we got this one year break it's a nice one year break from the, from the craziness that was the Infinity Saga so yeah. it, it's a very very welcome um, return for sure
0: and we already saw that like how big the trailer was for WandaVision like that did numbers that normally <laughs> Avengers Endgame did so there, people <laughs> are hungry for it yeah <laughs> uh, sure. And the interesting thing is, is that we did get some in Entertainment Weekly who gave us a little insight. They also said that the show is going to be six hours long, uh, which is interesting if we consider that, you know, there's always been talks about around six hours or six episodes being discussed. But we know from Mandalorian that the episodes can range a lot. So it can be 40 minutes. It can be 50 minutes. It can be an hour if necessary. Uh, what do you take away from the six hours? Does this just confirm the length or do you think it might be episode count? It's so weird because
1: initially I thought it was like episode count because you know when you when you talk about TV nowadays it's usually mm. usually you talk about it in like an hour like oh it's an hour's worth of story um we're gonna get six hours like a six hour movie you we do you and we we think oh it's six episodes but like you said we've seen in the Mandalorian that they're not slavish to a certain you know um I guess requirement for how long an episode should be like the first episode of the Mandalorian was like. think an hour and then episode two was like 40 minutes and like now it's just like fucking 30 minutes so it's 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 all over the place i wonder if if it even is like 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 what if it's just six episodes and it doesn't even amount to six hours that's what i'm i guess worried about but Mm. i mean it it is sort of has the sitcom format so I mean, so it comes back in the day with like 20, 30 minutes, so it makes sense. So let's see, but I'm kind of hoping that um, it's not just six episodes. I hope they they, they, they get creative with, um, like The Mandalorian, they get creative with um, how long they want each episode to be.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the best thing I think about what we've seen with Disney+, Plus is unlike like the Netflix series that have like, this really st- strict... Thirteen-episode rule, even though they themselves said that it was a bad idea, that they seem to not really hold the show to a specific format, because even Netflix was like forty minutes to an hour, so it always went over the classic hour concept, and Disney Plus was just like whatever you need to do the story. So, and I I, I agree with you. I hope we see longer episodes, or or just I, I want more of it. I think it's it's kind of sad. It's like okay, only six weeks of content. Um, after this long of a drought, it's it's going to be interesting. Or if they really go for like the sitcom format, and it's just like a half hour show every single week. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. And I there's one aspect I also found interesting is that they revealed that they did in fact show uh, or have episodes with a live studio audience, which is interesting because if you consider Marvel's history, they are very strict. They are very very <laughs> uh, focused on secret keeping. So them, like, gig. let's bring in random people to be an audience for a show. Uh, they did say the NDAs were very strict, but it's still so odd that, like, a lot of shows, even with Black Widow being postponed, we have no idea about what's happening, like, with Taskmaster, and still a lot is being kept under lock and key with WandaVision. What, what do you think about the live studio audience?
1: If I'm not mistaken, um, the way Disney does the screenings and test audiences and whatnot, they usually get people... Um, who uh, are related to their staff members. Mm. Just so there's that sort of insurance for that, oh, if you if you fucking talk about this movie you just saw, then your fucking, your loved one who works for us is going to get fired. It, it's kind of, like, almost <laughs> scary. But if I'm not mistaken, that's how it goes. So I wouldn't be surprised if they if they brought that policy over with the with the test screen, the likes of the, 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 the mm. suit audience. is like, like maybe the the production designer's son is uh part of the audience. Obviously he can't fucking tell anyone about it or his dad's getting fired. So I th- I think at least that's how I um envision how how to ensure these um secrets. But it is kinda cool that, that they actually went uh they, they went for the authentic route and actually got people to watch it as a live studio audiences because they could have they could have easily just put in a fake laugh track and, you know, called it a day, but the fact that they want to keep it authentic is super exciting. I also read in the, mm. the, the EW article that because because um they were gonna post process it in black and white, like they had to paint Vision blue just mm-hmm. so it would look good in grayscale. That attention to detail is just like super duper um fascinating and honestly very exciting to me. The fact that they're willing to go you know the extra mile to to make 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 everything authentic—the set design, the lighting, um, the way the makeup looks like against like a like a black and white monochromatic um um mm. uh, filter—it's just so much work put into it, and you know the live studio audience audience is just like the icing on top.
0: I I hope that uh, especially what we're seeing with with WandaVision like this is a sign for how unique these Disney Plus shows are going to get, because they're not as restricted as one is with film, because they're still. You you kind of have to go by certain rules to get a, a get an audience to get people's attention. Those the Marvel formula existed for a certain reason, um, but we're seeing more and more. Ever since kind of Kevin Feige split off from Marvel and worked under Disney, he's been going into more crazy or interesting creative aspects. And I'm I'm really really curious how this is going to carry over. Like, is She-Hulk going to be a a show that's just like a different case every week? I made a reference once, uh, I think it would be amazing if they took inspiration from Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, which just yeah. had like, that, that would be so much fun. and such a unique aspect because she is also known for kind of breaking the fourth wall in the comics. So there's so much potential with these shows. And I hope WandaVision is kind of that, that showcase of what it could be. Uh, do you have any hopes for the for the shows moving forward? Like what kind of type of show you would love to see? Something creative? Or like what you expect from an existing one that was announced?
1: Like I mean, because it's one division, you can absolutely go crazy. The the source material from Tom King was on, mm-hmm. I mean, by design, by design, super duper ambitious and and very very eccentric and um uh, offbeat. But for something like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I can't I can't imagine them going too crazy with them. Um, I guess with the with the tone. i, I I have to guess it's probably going to be similar to Winter Soldier, which is, like, a standard, you know, espionage,
0: political mm-hmm. thriller
1: with, with a lot of action. I, like, you you don't, you, don't have much leeway with that, but with, with something like Loki, you got time travel. Obviously, there's going to be some period pieces put into that, and obviously with, um, like I said, She-Hulk, she's a lawyer. Obviously, you can do, like, a procedural court drama thing. But for other shows, I think they have to, like, be... Um, I guess they have to stay true to what the comics is Um, off the top of my head I think um, Moon Knight has a bit of leeway I guess because of how of how um, introspective that show is you can go crazy mm. similar to what the region you could show like the various I guess depictions of how you know how this man with mental illness perceives the world there's a lot of leeway and creative freedom yeah. to do because uh, the Moon Knight comics especially the recent ones have been really really crazy so
0: oh yeah definitely. for moon I, okay. I i'm hoping for mr knight to show up <laughs> and and speaking of all these shows uh we also got the tease that this uh like wandavision will pay off a lot of people that have stuck with the franchise early on a lot of connections will exist between this show and past uh films which also opens up the question if there are any connections with black widow which is a a film that was going to release in may so it we all assumed it might have some kind of connection, and there's a reason why it sets off phase four. Is there some kind of connection that you hope to see in this, or, or some kind of cameo or appearance?
1: I mean, I just actually thought of this now, as you were you were you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. I, I am curious. What if you know we're gonna see one division throughout the years you know, from the '50s, '60s, '70s, and whatnot? What if in her world? All the stuff in the MCU that happened happened in her world. So in the fifties, mm-hmm. she was living this life with Vision. What if uh, Civil War happens? What, huh. like, how are they gonna talk about Civil War in the fifties? I don't know if that's gonna happen, but just the idea that what if all the events in the MCU takes place in one does, you know, make, made up world as the mm-hmm. ages go by, as go by. I'm super curious, but I'd love to see that. Um, then tackle that, uh, that that idea, I guess.
0: That's a great idea, yeah. Just to see like them having a fight in this sitcom world, and it kind of flashes between or has parallels to Civil War in that sense. Uh, curious yeah. if we might see a, a a reveal of like Ultron making a cameo in some form, a human form. I'm a huge fan of James Spader, so that would be an oh amazing cameo to see. Oh
1: my god, oh shit! I didn't I didn't even fucking think about that until now.
0: Because that technically,
1: be...
0: he, he could play the dad of Vision. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. Holy <laughs> shit. That would be... Oh my god. That would be the fucking sickest thing ever if they did that.
0: Here, here's hoping, uh, whatever they have planned. Um, I, I hope we're going to see a lot of different... Because if you're going to change and alter an entire dimension based on their history, you can do so much. So I, I hope we see a lot of parallels to their own... their history as we go move forward. And, um, as we're speaking about, like, also, uh, our, our friend Charles over at Charles, uh, uh over at Mul- Murphy's Multiverse, uh, has revealed that potentially we're going to see Disney Gallery, uh, a version for WandaVision, which is fantastic. Cause I, I loved, I don't know, have you seen the Mandalorian one?
1: I, I haven't seen the Gallery one, but I've heard, um, great things about it. So it only makes sense that, um, they do it for, for, um, WandaVision. The thing for me is, like, since the MCU started, like, back when there was, like, physical copies, I, I fucking used to, you know, go to the, 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 the store to get, you know, these copies of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, of Avengers, of, of Iron Man, so I got them mainly for the, uh, the DCS stuff because the Iron Man one was super expansive. It was, like, an, an hour-long movie of how they made, how Robert Downey got cast, how mm-hmm. he prepared for the roach, and how, I guess, the character... The comics more throughout the years and how it came it came down to you know what which, which version of the character do we take for the movie and that kind of stuff has always fascinated me so the fact that they're doing that for one um, division makes me super excited like I can't wait to see what their process was like.
0: Yeah, same here, and I I think that this might be the closest look we'll get. Like even the behind the scenes things, it was just like okay snippets and to discuss it. But I think one of the best things about the Mandalorian Disney Gallery is that they have the directors, the producers, everyone who was involved, just talk about their own experiences, their inspirations, and then have the actors come together and talk about it. And I'm really, really interested to see, you know, what experiences they have, especially with Kevin Feige sharing his own what inspired them to do *WandaVision*, and you know, maybe which direction they're going with these shows. Plus, uh, they can pretty much get two shows for the price of one. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's content, man. It's, fr- fucking, it's content that will draw more subscribers.
0: Uh, speaking of content, uh, WandaVision, we went through pretty much everything that's there, but there's one more Disney Plus show we can talk about. Um, there was a big reveal that in a casting call, they are currently looking for an audiologist in the show Hawkeye. Now, the interesting thing is most fans of the Matt Fraction run will know that well, Clint Barton loses his hearing. Uh, he shoots a sonic arrow that goes wrong and he loses the hearing as and has to use hearing aids. Um, there's even some episodes where are some episodes, some uh, issues where they follow him not being able to hear what's going on do you Are you surprised by this news or are you do you think we're gonna get like an episode that focuses on him dealing with not being able to hear anything?
1: I mean, you were just talking about like how creative the the D plus shows can get. I mean, if if you're gonna deal with Hawkeye's um, hearing impairment, what if you make an episode that's like almost completely, I guess, silent and muffled? I mean, it's gonna be like super like for people for 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 people like us who aren't deaf. Mm. If they make an episode where they actually show us like, oh my god, this is what it feels like to be deaf, and we really we can actually you know vicariously feel the 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 the. the, the, the how it's like claustrophobic to not hear anything. Oh my god, that'd be fucking amazing. So no. if they if they like, tackle the the, the the deafness like that and to make it into an episode where where you can't hear anything, I think that'd be really amazing.
0: And and I think it's something that you can do with the Disney Plus show, especially because it is like giving us a feeling of how it is adapting to that. And I I also want to like we still don't know how exactly Kate Bishop was going to fit into the entire story or even his family. But like the fact that he can't hear anything anymore, especially after everything he went through in Endgame, he, for the being the most human, he really does not get a break <laughs> from everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I hope they do. I wish, I hope they take that risk and say, let's do an entire episode because some of the best issues in, in Fractions Run were the ones like there was one focusing on uh, the, the pizza dog on Lucky uh, or yeah. one where he just couldn't talk. And I, I kind of hope we get that in the show. I mean, I'll respect mm-hmm. them if they make an entire episode about the dog.
1: <laughs> I, I think the, the, the thing with the, the fraction stuff, because the art was so expressive, the art and paneling was so unique. They had a lot of leeway to, you know, get creative with them. With, uh, with the issues like when you and, and the lucky um issue like he, he you can kind of make out what they're saying but also you almost it's also also from the perspective of a dog so it's like yeah. what do these words mean for his dog <laughs> i'm not quite sure how you would exactly depict that unless you i guess you get i guess you infuse a little bit of like quirky animations in the episode but i would love a, a, a pizza dog episode
0: I, I think it would be, like, they could do a lot of things, like, all, as you said, like, animations that kind of showcase what he's thinking. Um, but I, I would also love to have, like, action sequences happening in the background and him, like, not paying attention, but we're following the dog anyway. You just see everything, yeah. like, happening in the background. There's a lot, you know, th- this, th- this comes back to the point. You could do so much with these Disney Plus shows, and it looks like they're really taking a few shows where you can be really creative with it. So it's going to be really exciting once they roll out uh what where we're going to head and as they are slowly all kind of getting into production it's it's just curious uh with 2021 kicking off the disney plus shows is when will we see falcon the winter soldier and loki which is i think only f- finishing up uh yeah. th- done with disney plus let's go over to the movies we finally got some movie news after some long droughts uh thor love and thunder uh it's going to take place uh, shortly after the events from Endgame where we saw Thor join the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, everyone loved making the joke of the as Guardians of the Galaxy, but we weren't sure um, if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 would come first or Thor Love and Thunder. So a lot of theories came out until the Phase 4 reveal. So there was the big question. Are we going to see the Guardians in Thor Love and Thunder, which is already such a bloated cast? We have Tessa Thompson. Um, we-, we have... The Mighty Thor. So Natalie Portman taking over as a Thor character. We have, of course, Chris Hemsworth returning. Then the story of Christian Bale playing a villain. Korg yeah. is going to potentially return. And now we've got, finally got the news that Chris Pratt is also going to return. But surprisingly, only Chris Platt, Pratt has been confirmed. What do you think of the news?
1: Wasn't there like a news that um, Groot and Rocket might be showing up?
0: There was I a rumor, yeah. There was a rumor, but yeah, never confirmed.
1: I think that was from, like, I think comicbook.com. Mm-hmm. I think Vin Diesel confirmed that himself, but... I, I, I mean, Chris Pratt and Thor and Chris Hemsworth, they obviously have the dumbest, most fun <laughs> chemistry we've seen in the MCU since, I don't know, like, in years maybe. Just seeing them try to, like, out-leader um, each other is so fucking stupid and so funny. Of course, he's a welcome addition to... Love and Thunder, but realistically, if we're, if we're gonna, you know, if you had to like think just how much is he gonna be in the show, I think we talked about this in the previous episode, but there's gonna be probably a, a scene at the opening where Thor gets kicked out of the the, the ship <laughs> and he gets trapped because they can't stand him. I could see that being the full extent of um, Pratt's cameo, or maybe it's a, like a Doctor Strange cameo where he helps out for. For, for, like, one act, and then he goes away. It could be like that, but I, I don't think he's going to be as as much of a presence in the movie like Christian Bale.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and I think, I think most likely it's going to be, like, a short appearance in the beginning. Maybe they'll show up at some point to help him with something. Uh, there was the tease from Taika Waititi about they're going to have space sharks, so I think we're not going to see Thor himself on Earth too much. But it, it's yeah. kind of the thing. We know nothing about this film, and it sounds like it's going to be a lot, and I'm really curious how Taika Waititi is going to tie it all together, especially with Natalie Portman returning as as Jane Foster and becoming Thor. Because Mjolnir does not exist anymore in this world, uh, could this be connected to the multiverse aspects that are being introduced with WandaVision and Doctor Strange? It, it, it's crazy, and I think Phase 4, with all the Disney Plus shows, is really, really going to turn into something unique. And I, I'm curious if they can keep it in check that it doesn't go too wild um because you don't want to lose too many people with way too many connecting dots but i'm I'm excited uh i'm really excited to see where we're going with this and on the finals uh we finally got something for eternals so some eternals promo art leaked uh sadly the film has been delayed for an entire year so we're not going to see it until next year november i think um with shang chi taking over a july release date uh, what do you think of Eternals? Uh, I, I have to confess, I don't know much about the characters. Uh, so, I, I, have you read the comics, and, and are you excited for the film?
1: I've read the uh, the Neil Gaiman run, which I think is the the basis for the um, for the movie. It's like the modern retelling of how the Eternals came to be on Earth. I personally mm-hmm. wasn't um, blown away by the comic per se, but it does give you a, like um, a clear look, or rather. Um, Solid idea of what the movie could be, so I I am kind of excited. I I am kind of curious why it's an entire. It's like um, one full year away. I know we heard recently that I think from the one division EW coverage that that um, despite the release dates shifting, it's still mostly determined by the continuity they want for Phase Four. For the Mm -hmm. fact that Eternals is so far away. Is so, so it's is so peculiar for me because I don't think it's going to be connected to anything mostly. That's why they can afford to, like, oh, let's delay for an entire year. So, I think there's that. As for the um, the concept art, m- my problem with the Eternals since they showed the first look at, at Comic Con last year was that they kind of look too much like Asgardians, mm-hmm. and not that looking like an Asgardian is bad, but you know, look like at Jack Herbie's original. Eternals um, artwork—they look super over the top with oversized armor and just bombastic colors and whatnot. And I'm kind of bummed that they, they they um they sway they away from the uh from the large oversized armor because I kind of would have loved to see that. Now it's kind of like form-fitting stuff that we always see with the like the guardians and I guess every other costume here. But man, yeah. I I kind of say they stuck with the Jack Kirby. Super over the top design, because I think that would be that, that would that would really make the Eternals as a team stand out visually.
0: I think you make a good point because they are very like it seems almost intended that they're similar to Asgardians designs. I I wonder if like they are somehow connected throughout the story. I remember like early on there were theories that oh, Od- a young Odin might show up or something. It's it's a little it is strange. Uh, the Jack Kirby designs are very out there, but very creative. I, I wonder if, if if they're smart about it. Like I would love to see like they have battle armor that turns into those original designs. Like they're inspired by Earth and something like that.
1: That sounds fucking look look if if like we see that we, we see the the form fitting suits and then they fight and then a large ass fucking armor like forms over them. I'd be yeah. I'd lose-
0: Here's hoping they do it. And I'm, I'm curious, like, we did also get our, our first look at uh, the uh, the Deviant or the Deviant Leader, who looks completely different. Like, he looks like some kind of Groot combination with an evil demon. Yeah. I'm really curious about the designs. And I, I am really surprised, like, even if the, sh- the film is very disconnected from the rest, that they decided to postpone it for an entire year. It might be a sign that they're using this chance to do some extra effects work. And I, I hope it plays off for them. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting.
1: You just, you just mentioned mm-hmm. the uh, the villain that's supposed to have. Like we talked about it in a previous episode, how much I dislike that. No. I hope they have some special prepared for that because if he ends up being, if that villain ends up looking like a symbiote, I'd be bummed.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it feels like that. Some to some degree, they're trying very hard to do. It's all connected in some way. But not giving them their own like identity as as what the comics do. At at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they're also related to the Inhuman royal family. <laughs> all the connections with space,
1: <laughs> just to keep it like super streamlined.
0: But especially with Miss Marvel, because that's the big question. Like, how are they going to introduce Miss Marvel? Is she going to be an Inhuman or? Not? And we don't know the Inhumans in, technically in in the film universe or the MCU, if we discount the terrible TV show. <laughs>
1: You should. You should. We should discount that.
0: Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, a lot has been happening. Um, anything you're you're excited for? You hope to see uh, in in any time now before the year closes out?
1: Ah, uh, man. I, I don't know. It, because so much is happening, like in the real world. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, like all the MCU stuff hasn't necessarily been on top of my of my I guess wish list. I know you you and I have been talking about games a lot. I no. think right now I'm in a more of a gaming mood. So, <laughs> as far as MC stuff go, I'm not like super, you know, drooling at at, at the at the first sight of content. But I am excited for January 15th, and it's something to look forward to as the year end
0: for sure. So we're sadly at the end. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, for our already 39th episode, crazy to think how the year has passed so fast. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow Charles. You can follow me
1: on Twitter at Mother.
0: And you can follow me under at that bell, T-H-A-T-A-B-E-R-L. Of course, you can also follow the MCU Exchange on Twitter. Uh, be sure to keep an eye open for future episodes on Spotify, Anchor, and many more services. Uh, we hope uh, Aaron's feeling better so he can join us next time, and we're looking forward to it. Until next time.
1: Bye, guys.